Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined in studio by the today very dapper Don Dix out of the, out of the bunker. Uh, taking off his sunglasses, he is re- he's ready to go. And we have That's a, a lot of inside baseball. Yes. I didn't really want people to know I wore sunglasses. Uh, that was no. a secret, trade secret. Yeah, I thought you were auditioning for the next <laughs> Matrix movie. <laughs> and, and we are joined in studio by one of our favorite guests, and we say that to all our guests, of course. <laughs> but, but with Katie, we, with Katie, we, we really, really, mean, really it. mean it. Yep. My, I'm your special favorite. Yeah. She, she's saying? our extra, extra special yeah. guest, Katie Hopkins. You may, you may recognize the voice. Um, how do you describe Katie? Uh, uh, well, I mean, I don't know today because I sound very male. Yes. That's what we're working out. Well, do you have preferred pronouns? I'd like to be referred to as they. They. Yes. G. Or, or, the, or the royal we. Yeah, because as my, I've got a, I don't know what it is, a sore throat or something, but I've definitely dropped an octave or two. My pronouns are he, she, it. He, she, it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> don't say it too fast. Otherwise, I'll get. By the Otherwise, station. we'll get bleeped out. But yes, <laughs> that, that is I the, want all of them. That is the kind of in-depth political analysis you come to expect here on Unite <laughs> IE Radio. It's quality. Yes. Well, you know, Katie's uh, uh, Twitter f- account describes herself as uh, the uh, biggest, the uh, angry Ellen DeGeneres. That, I get that a lot, and I'm not even a lesbian. And and the, but, but the straight version of that, yes. or Milo's mom, Milo's Mil- mom, Milo's mom, I get and female you're, Farage, female Farage. But I have better teeth, yes, and my better breath, yes. And um, if we can say it here on Salem Radio, she self describes as the biggest bitch in Britain. I do, although that was also printed in our national newspaper, so that was printed in the Daily Mail, which is the newspaper my parents take. Yeah, but the people who the people who think of her that way are all the people are the, all the the bad guys. Yes, sort of Clinton supporting, you know, the sort of chubby feminists who used to wear those stupid knitted hats. You know, the pussy hats. Right. Those sorts of women aren't my, necessarily my biggest fan yeah. club. BBC, mainstream media. Mainstream media, the yeah. Democrats. The ruling class. Basically, the, the ruling class. Large people, chubby yeah. people. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's a list, isn't right. there, that aren't the biggest fans of Katie Hopkins. And that's why we are. <laughs> and that's why we are, as we are among your biggest fans. Well, thank you. I say things that I think. I say things that other people probably think but don't say. And I don't ask at any point that anyone uh, subscribes to what I think, uh, nor do I ask for people to agree with me. Uh, They're just my views. You're really, you're really a soldier in the culture war. You're more of a general than a soldier. <laughs> you, uh, you, we, we take a lot of our marching orders from you. You're an exemplar <laughs> of what it means to be involved in the in the culture war. You go right into the middle of the mix. One of the videos that we just saw of you not too long ago was you were right in the middle of a protest. And it. they were spitting on you. They were defaming you. They were trying to block your passage. And those and were it, the reporters. And that, yeah, exactly. And those <laughs> that was that was the parliament. Was you the know, <laughs> not yes. to yeah, no. That was uh, that was a, a very that that's the way it is it over is. there. It is, yeah. and it's and different. That's, and, that, and that's that's interesting. Kind of setting up what you're doing. That's one of the things I wanted to um, point is when Hollywood celebs get up in front of a crowd of adoring Hollywood celebs and denounced Donald Trump, they call them brave. Oh, she was so brave to do that. Well, she risked nothing. You risk, th- you risk things. You, you end up, you have lost your job, you end up losing your house. Uh, you have, your life has been threatened. There were some jihadis that were planning 
to, to chop kill my you, head off. To, to kill you. So yes. you put. So you are a brave person because you put your life, even literally your life, on the line for what you're doing. And uh, I kind of think of you as more of like the Rambo of the culture <laughs> war. Yes, with my biceps coming yes. along. Now I think um, you know, brave is one of those interesting words. Actually, you could do a whole radio series on the word brave couldn't you and what it really means and for me I think sometimes brave is is individuals in America today who are lonely and they're lonely because they are conservatives or they're Trump supporters and because it's a very lonely thing especially here in California to be a Trump supporter and actually it takes bravery to know what you think what your opinions are and to be able to kind of hold on to those. And so part of my messaging when I'm out here on the road, like an endless gypsy or homeless gypsy tramp, is that uh, you're not alone and that actually we're many. There's many, many conservatives, Trump supporters, whatever, however you self-identify in California. But also you're part of a network that stretches you know, right over to Eastern Europe, and we're on your team as well. And so that's kind of my main message as I tramp about the place being spat at, is oh. that uh, you're not on your own. There are things we want to talk about, Brexit, the British election, and, and of course the, the goings-ons of the British royal family. But and it's, the question just occurs to me, why is freedom such a difficult concept to sell? Why isn't why, why, why isn't our side, the pro-freedom side, why, isn't, why don't we have a 95% plus rallying to the concept of we are a free people and we should be able to say and think what we want to? Because I think freedom is much like your eyesight. So you don't really value it until it's gone. So you spend much of your youth with your eyeballs working, right? I, I used to be able to operate without glasses and that was fantastic. Then all of a sudden this weird age comes along and you realise you can't read your own phone anymore. When people show me things on their phone, I genuinely can't read them. You need glasses and people that have glasses out there will know. It's jolly frustrating because every time you need them, you have to put them on, you have to find them. We all spend our lives looking for our glasses. And I think freedom is much like that. When you have freedom, you don't really appreciate it. My view as an outsider is that a Americans, a majority of Americans don't really appreciate the freedoms that you still have and that we don't start to really perk our ears up and notice it and still they t start being taken away. And I think here in particular in America, you know, the thing I observe as coming from a nation where we're not allowed to bear arms, our police are equipped with nothing more than a bottle of hand sanitizer, is that your Second Amendment is what protects the freedoms of your First Amendment. And in places like Virginia, where those uh, constitutional rights are being are under threat, that's where the risk is starting to show itself here. And that should be a much bigger story that is talked about. Obviously, it's not going to be talked about in the mainstream media, but it is a story that the conservative media should be all over because this is ground. This shows you what happens when socialists finally get the, 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 the levers of government, the levers of power. What's the first thing that they do? They want to cancel the Second Amendment, nullify it, make it null and void. And, you know, right behind that, it's not too far before other things start going. You know, this, the First Amendment, uh, you know, that thing called hate speech it begins to encroach on uh, things that you say to other people. And all of a sudden you have what you guys deal with over there in Britain, which is, um, you know, you don't have the First Amendment. 
you don't have the ability to stand on a street corner. You got to go to these places where they're coordinated off uh, free speech zones like Hyde Park, you know, Speaker's uh, Corner. Isn't mm. that what it's? It, it was known as that, although um, without wishing to interrupt, it, you know, uh, Speaker's Corner is where they were going to have a a rally recently. They were going to bring journalists over, Brittany Pettibone, Lauren Southern, and others were coming over to speak at Hyde Park, at uh, Speaker's Corner, and they were hauled off their transport, one of them on a bus, one of them was on a plane to Luton, and they were held in a detention centre, mm. and they were ejected from the UK on the basis of future hate speech, as yet unsaid, that might upset local communities. So actually, uh, Hyde Park has been lost as well. Very, very scary. The euphemism local communities means... Yes, it means Muslim majority, Pakistani Muslim, but majority Muslim communities is what local communities mean. But Britain, like America, is engaged in this huge struggle at the 10,000-foot level as you're looking over the landscape of... Uh, in and I'm sure this is true for your or your country and ours. We're beginning Trump, and I would assume Boris will uncover this as well. This administrative state. A lot of people refer to it as the deep state. Um, there are a lot of, but I think I think to attach that um, the deep state means that there's a conspiracy going on, and it's and I think that that needs to be dealt with i don't think that there's a conspiracy in as much as the reality that it's the nature of government to want to grow itself and to increase its power it's in its dna and that's the whole purpose of the constitution was to keep that process from unfolding in america and yet we see that it is and it's reading reaching critical mass in america but you guys have been dealing with that for a longer time yeah. And I, I believe, um, you know, it's not just that uh, it's, it isn't this sort of conspiratorial idea, this deep state idea for us in particular. It is just that uh, the overwhelming invasion, the force that we are reckoning with is the power of Islam. And as we become a minority, so as the Christian community or our traditional culture becomes the minority so we lose any form of power and of course within 10 years power will fall in the hands of our muslim communities there's there's two there's two sides to this there is the the large-scale muslim immigration into more much more so into into europe than there is so far so far here but coupled with that is the loss of any confidence, the undermining from within in belief in your own country, in your own religion, in your own so in your own civilization. So there's no you're, there, you, that uh, by and large, particularly the younger people, they don't believe in all those things. They haven't taught those things, or they, they've been taught like here is actually Britain has a terrible. This is Britain has a terrible history and is a terrible country for all the things bad things you've done. And our our young people are taught the same thing here. So it's a combination of the Muslims who know exactly what they believe, but taking away the belief oh, for sure. of our own people. For sure. I mean, you ask, I've got two girls. They're 15 and 14. You ask them, you know, do you want to have kids? Well, they're not sure. Maybe one, maybe not at all. You know, there is no sort of pride in this idea of having a family and that your family is, is part of, is central to who you are anymore. You know, our demographics are such that we are outnumbered, outbred very rapidly. And my daughters aren't that bothered about having a family. And, you know, they have me as a mother mm. who is, you know, the ultimate patriot in my view. But um, uh, so that's one of the things as well. Things like global warming don't just mean that 
um, you know, all the, the big sort of push towards Greta and the climate uh, mafia is not just the fact that people are worried about the planet. It teaches our young people that to be a good citizen, you don't have children. And that's where very much where we're at. Mm-hmm. Let's take a pause here and then we're going to come back. We're going to dive into the British election and Brexit and Meghan Markle and whatever else we can find to uh, cause trouble with. After this word from Ed Hoffman of Summit Funding, the place to go for your real estate lending needs both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that has accumulated in your bank account from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available, so if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free, so call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. AM 590, the answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire Radio Show, the show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. Boy, and we've got a special show today. We have a third co-host that is in the States for a little round robin around Southern California, Katie Hopkins, who is a fan favorite of our show and a growing fan uh, base around you. You're going to be uh, at Brex at a Lexit event. Um, <laughs> yes. So even the folks that are... Uh, our, our Latino population is going to get a, a double dose of, of Katie Hopkins while while you're here, which is which is awesome. Um, <clears throat> you just had an election, a uh, an election that the media said, much like Donald Trump, uh, that Boris Johnson was not going to win. The cards were stacked against him, at least from the media's perspective, because he's an enemy of the administrative state. He wants to make substantial changes. The biggest one, of course, was the issue that he wrote in on, which is Brexit, exiting the European Union. Maybe you can give us an update on that now that he's elected and moving that ball down the field. Mm. What is the progress thus far and what's ahead? So the exciting stuff uh, for us is that, as many of your listeners will be aware, we voted to leave the European Union on the 23rd of June, 2016. Was it 16? Yeah, So like three years ago. And that never happened. The establishment was doing anything they could to stop it. They were, it was literally the acne comedy cartoon where they drop a grand piano off the cliff to try and squash 
you know, the roadrunner. It was like the crazy things they were coming out with for Brexit not to happen. It's very much like the American system and the way that it's trying to stop Trump by doing anything it can. First, it's the Russians, then it's the Ukrainians, then it's impeachment. It's the same thing. So Boris uh, bravely said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to have a general election and we're going to let people decide once more what they really want. And it was brave because there was a risk that actually the Remain, the people that wanted to stay in the EU, would actually come out, win and overturn this Brexit, whether it would ever happen. And so there was a real risk for Boris Johnson, but brilliantly, brilliantly for me, for so many others, for 17.4 million people who wanted to leave uh, the European Union, which I will say for your listeners is like being told what to do by Canada, like the idea of being told how to live your life by a Canadian. It just simply doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Anywho, so Boris romped home with a massive majority and what that also enabled him to do and what the British people brilliantly did was it cleared out Parliament. So if you were an MP, a member of Parliament elected by, let's say, a state in the UK, if we had those, uh, if you were disloyal to your electorate. If we voted Brexit, but you misrepresented us in Parliament, we basically got rid of you during that general election. So not only did Boris Johnson come home with a massive majority, but we also cleansed the Parliament of politicians who didn't respect the will of the people. And what you had there was there were districts that had voted for the opposition Labour Party, which, by the way, has gone way, way far left, maybe even further left than Bernie Sanders, have voted for decades for Labour Party had sw- and switched to Conservative on this one. Yeah, and, and this is really where I'm, I'm coming at with 2020, Trump 2020, is I believe in the same way that when we got Brexit, you got Trump. When we uh, were denied the will of the people, you were denied Trump or Trump is continually thwarted by the establishment, the press, whatever. In the same way, there's a new parallel. And the new parallel is that in this last election, the people who had always, always voted Democrat Labour. They came from mining towns. Their grandfather's grandfathers voted Labour. They would say the sorts of things of, my grandfather would roll in his grave if I ever voted anything but Labour. They came out and they voted with Boris Johnson because they thought it was the right thing to do. I read an article, and I'm uh, very interesting. It was written by a union leader who was also an activist in the Labour Party. And he said before the election, that he, was, he and people like him were constantly warning the National Labor Party, you're going too far, this isn't working. And he wrote afterwards, and something I found very insightful. He says that the, the people want, don't just want economic security. They want cultural security. They want to have a place that they feel like they belong to. And I know you have written and done videos, and, and your, one of your, your recent video, movies was on the same kind of theme. Yeah, people want something to belong to, but I think ultimately they also want what they voted for. And and that's where the parallel is here. The will of the people in America was to have Donald Trump as president. And that wasn't to have Trump as president continually being thwarted or continually being bugged by the establishment or being ridiculed by Pelosi and her mafia. People voted for Trump to be the 45th president of America and to have the freedom to do the things that you need for your economy, for your children, for your jobs, for your health, for your homes. And he is being hampered. And I believe that is why 
in 2020. People will come out and will vote in their millions for Donald Trump because the will of the people must be respected. And that's the parallel, I think, with the UK. For all these people on the other side, democracy, 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 except, of course, when the people don't vote our way. Yeah, they get the wrong answer. You know, and that's what we were taught. We had the wrong answer on Brexit, whereas the truth of this thing is that the will of the people is the right answer. And I think what's going to be great for Britain as we head into Brexit, 31st of January, massive party in Parliament Square. Farage will be there. I'll be there. We're trying to get Big Ben to bong, but I don't know if we're going to be allowed that because it's being renovated. But the beautiful thing is, if things go our way and our economy does well, if our markets don't tank, as we've been told they will, if people actually are doing better, labour and wages do better, what's the message for the rest of the European Union? You know, what happens with Italy? What happens with Greece? What happens with other countries who look at us and see that we're doing better outside of the EU? You know, that's the hopeful thing for us. I don't. How is it? And maybe this is a question we can explore after the break. But how is it that after all of the uh, prognostications by the media about your election and about Boris Johnson and in America about, you know, what was going to happen? My favorite one is watching uh, Brian Williams say to Chris Matthews that if they move the embassy to Jerusalem, there will be a full-on entifada. It, it, the, they'll <laughs> unleash the hounds of the, the demons of hell. <laughs> End of days. And it it never happens. All of this stuff. I mean, whether it's climate change or their political, uh, you know, uh, forecasting. You know, here's what's going to happen if Donald Trump. Because you had uh, you had Paul Krugman. Uh, economist, supposedly, along with a guy who's a billionaire that's made money under supposed to understand how free market and capitalism worked. You had uh, Mark Cuban say that if Donald Trump is elected, the United States economically will fall off a cliff and he moved his money out of the stock market. And yet that was the worst thing to do. How is it that these people still have an ounce of credibility left after the year upon year upon year of failure of everything that they've said. It's really weird, isn't it, that people aren't called to account on this stuff. You know, it's odd that even uh, when we were looking at, so three years ago, when we were looking at, do we vote to leave? Do we vote to remain? You know, we were all sent, British people were all sent through their homes, through their letterboxes that we have in our front doors, our letterboxes, we were all sent a leaflet that explained the massive risks of voting the wrong way, whilst why the government really believes that remaining is the answer. We were all told, you know, if we don't get to remain in the EU, doomsday will occur. Mm -hmm. And then, of course... We voted for Brexit. Brexit's now going to happen. Doomsday's never happened. But nobody is called to account right. on the predictions that were wrong. The Treasury, the Bank of England, they've all been able to baffle us and mystify us with their perverse science. And none of it has ever come true. Well, it's like you, you may have blinked and missed the World War Three that was going to happen because uh, D Donald Trump had Soleimani killed. <laughs> yeah, they were, exactly. They were so looking forward to that World War Three, weren't they? They had their dungarees ready. They were ready to dig for victory. They had their little headscarves on. Like uh, the unfortunately, ladies. most of the soy boys on the left wouldn't know what to do with World War Three. They'd be they'd be the first casualties. They'd be cannon fodder in like 30 seconds.
Keep calm and dig for victory. Yeah, we, we have 24 seconds left in this half uh, in this half hour. How can people best get in contact with you find yeah. and see your work? It's it's good to follow me on Twitter. I think it's the most current, most up to date, which is at capital K, capital T. Hopkins at KT Hopkins uh, on Twitter is probably where people can find out most of what I do and, and probably have a good laugh as well actually there's a lot of fun on that stay tuned for the second half with more with Katie Hopkins after this Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar all-star collision and corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity so when the inevitable happens to you all you need is car star all-star collision 951-279-9161 mention am 590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or a hundred dollars off your repairs car star all-star collision the kings of wreck and roll 951-279-9161 am 590 the answer Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. That song was by Pink Floyd, right? Wasn't that Pink Floyd? At the special request of our very special guest, Katie Hopkins. And I could see how emotionally moved she was by that song. Katie, what is that song and why is it so significant? So that's Jerusalem. And, um, well, firstly, they play it. So we have this thing called the Women's Institute. So over here, there must be something where ladies historically used to get together. They make jam together. They have cute little chats about things. They have speakers that come in. They have a flower of the month and they bring in a flower from their gardens and have a competition to see who's got the best flower. It's literally the cutest group of ladies there is. And my mum's a member. And so... That's what they sing at the start of every meeting, that. Then my father's going to have Jerusalem. He, you know, at his funeral, he says, right, no fuss. There's going to be no fuss and there's going to be Jerusalem. So that's my father will have that played at his funeral. So as soon as I hear it, I'm, yeah, it gets me. She turns into a little puddle. I know, it's pathetic. This is how easily I'm reduced. You call me Rambo. Play that, and I'm like on the floor in a <laughs> drippy mess. We are, we are visiting with Katie Hopkins, a British journalist whose uh, mission and motto is finding the truth, not being told wherever that may be. Other people call her the biggest bitch in Britain, <laughs> and she wears that proudly and put that as part of her Twitter uh, description. We were talking about the British election and Brexit. Um, other than Brexit, how is the 
how is the British election going to change things and what, what lessons or what is the effect going to be on America? Yeah, so it, excitingly, uh, after that election and when the results, the exit polls first came out with a massive majority, I can tell you from an emotional point of view as well, there was a real feeling for me and many others that we've bought ourselves 10 years. We, The UK has about 10 years left before we become a Muslim-majority nation. And I say that without... And, and that'll work out quite well, according to the timeline of the uh, of the climate change uh, Nazis who say that the world's going to end in 10 years. So so it's a perfect wipeout for us. Right, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm all over it. So, like, these are the 10 golden years for me. And this has all been about, let's get Boris in, let's get Trump back in the White House, and then we have the Reagan-Thatcher years back, if their hairdressers had special educational needs because we will have two of the most ridiculous hairstyles in history on the White House lawn at the same moment. And that is going to be truly glorious. So I really feel like, uh, especially listening to Jerusalem can, there... Can, can't you refer them to Milo's and your hairdresser? <laughs> I really feel like, you know, there is a there is a lion in the heart of, of Britain. And in that last election, finally... The lion roared. Yeah. By the way, we have to talk about Meghan Markle because, as much as you're not interested in it, the people listening to you will be. Okay. All right. Are fine. We? Fine. We'll talk royal family <laughs> if you want to. Okay. Come on. I just think it's the biggest soap opera in the world. I it, was. I, was, I, I sent Katie a meme this week. Yes. And, and had a picture of Yoko Ono and Meghan Markle on it. <clears throat> so Yoko Ono saying, "I broke up the Beatles." And Meghan Markle says, here, hold my hold beer. Hold my beer, right. <laughs> exactly. That's a good one. I like you that. You lot, oh, look at you, Americans, sat here in front of me, mocking my monarchy, my royal family. Where's your respect, boys? Hmm? Where's your self-respect? Where's your respect for this British visitor gone? Guess it doesn't... Uh... So around, it was around here someplace. Over I, that I, quarter, I, 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 I guess. Know where it I'm is sorry. Right now. I, 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 I it was here just a minute you made ago. Me, you made me feel appropriately um, chastised. Yes, thank yeah. you. George yes. Washington said, without American, lifting a hand. George Washington said, Americans, which I hope you'll do one day. <laughs> George Washington said, Americans are not concerned the with the British the monarchy, but for those who may be. What's going on? Thank you, boys. You're going to finally let me speak. God, it's like being suffocated here. It's like being pushed under the water. I can't even get a breath in with you two at me. Anyway, monkeys, if you just be quiet for one second, I'll tell you what's going on. <laughs> it's childish, isn't it? Don, let's go. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Get, let's go. Let's go. Share a banana here. What's your talk? Anywho. Many of us wise women like my good self knew that Meghan Markle was in trouble all along. We knew she was trouble. We could smell it a mile off. So like very often you'll go to a wedding and you'll mm -hmm. say, I give it a year to your yeah, girlfriends. Yeah. Like if you and I were there, Don, I'd look at you and go, give it a year. Give it a year. Which actually my first marriage lasted less than a year. And my girlfriends that said it at my wedding were actually right. But anywho, um, Meghan Markle, we knew she was trouble. She's come marching into our royal family. She's a hugger jihadi, kiss a globalist, hug a migrant. She was all of those things. And I knew we were in for a pickle. But most importantly, Prince Harry was our most fun prince. Like you could rely on him to turn up naked in Vegas, dressed as a Nazi with a hot girlfriend. I know your, leaders, your wow. listeners might not what's subscribe wrong, to this. What's, what's wrong with that? How did, I, how did I miss that? Christian you countries. Know, uh, who, how did who, I miss that? Who, I mean, who hasn't done that? Right. Thank you. Exactly, boys. And then it's also... Still on my bucket list. <laughs> he flew helicopters in Afghanistan. That's what I remember him for, Thank yes. Thank you. In army fatigues. I mean, he was that guy. Yep. And now look at him. He's like a pale version of his former self. He's about as interesting as my mother-in-law and she's dead. 
you know, that's where we're at. Mm. And that's what Meghan Markle has done. So a minute ago, she wafted into right. Great Britain. She said, we are taking a step back. And they wafted back out to Canada, of all places. Six months in Canada, six months How in... How rude. Well, rudely, the rudely, the monarchy never, never, never gets involved in politics. 92 years the Queen's been around and she's never once had a political opinion that she shared. What does Markle say? I'm not going back to L.A. until Trump's not in power. We're going to stay in Canada until Trump gets kicked out. Promises, promises, promises. I know. She'll be in L.A. faster than, you know, Beyonce puts sparkly things Especially on her Especially when ass. she finds out she's got got to stand in line for, you know, basic physical uh, care, you know, medical care. Go stand in line, oh, yeah. Megan. Are, are, are Harry and Mark and Megan giving up their British taxpayer support? Oh, come on. We paid for their wedding. Thank you very much. Am I getting a refund? No, I'm not. I paid for her kitchen. I paid for her kitchen. Am I getting a refund? No, I'm not. So all of these Americans, you know, I hear it. Oh, she's a beautiful, strong black woman. She showed the monarchy. Her blackness overcame the monarchy's whiteness. No, I paid for her kitchen. So if you don't mind, I want a refund or I don't want you back in my country ever. I just want Prince Harry back like he used to be. And we would welcome him back as well. Those boys, William and Harry, should be together. How long do you give it? A year. Really? A year from today? No, a year from, from six Merit. months ago. Okay, so six more, give it six more months. Look, it can't be good, can it? She's over there. He's over here. He's a kind of a bit of a wreck. The family's broken up. He needs William. Uh, I think he misses the army. She saw a chance. She saw a vulnerable guy, and she sunk her claws in deep. I was with an agent the other day in L.A. that knew her when she was trying to be famous here, and uh, he said she was all over. Whoever was the most popular actor at the time, she was all over them like a rash. And, and she, I mean, she publicly dominates and, and embarrasses and humiliates him. Oh, so humiliating. They went to the Lion King premiere. He missed something with the Royal Marines to be at the Lion King premiere. He got the ear of the CEO of Disney and started punting Meghan Markle in to do voiceovers. And that that is out there, that video. And it is tragic and humiliating. Wow. Trying to trying to stump for a job for his wife. At, at a premiere where he's supposed to be the supportive prince. But as the royal family, isn't there protocol? Aren't there yes. things they should be presiding oh, yes. over? Oh, aren't yes. there things they should be doing in yes. England? And- including that you don't turn up dressed like a prostitute at public outings. But Meghan paid no attention to that either. You don't get to wear black nail polish. She did that. You have to wear What's stockings. wrong with black nail polish? You don't do it in the monarchy. It looks good on you, Greg. Yeah, I mean, his looks good today, as does his skirt. But you don't get to do that in the monarchy. That is not a thing that happens. Yeah, no, I, I there's I, rules. I, it's just rules. I, I that's where How that's where it? that's where it loses me because I don't understand the whole British system of a monarchy, a parliament, elections. It seems like if you have a monarchy, um, you you don't have a republic. You, that, I mean, but that's anyway, that's taking that, us in a direction. The point is, if, you, if I pay for your kitchen, I pay for your wedding. You want to come and you join. You want to come and join the monarchy. You choose to opt in. It doesn't matter if you, Don, as an American, don't get it, don't feel it, don't right. want to be part of it. I don't care. I, you haven't asked me to pay for your kitchen the last time I looked. Would you? Uh, no. Did I pay for your wedding, Don? Um, well, no. So, I, so you get to have your own opinions. You see what I mean? You're not asking me for anything. Ask me for stuff, and I get to have a view on what I think about you. Well, you get to have a view regardless. I do have a view you on do. you. You're like my favorite Santa. <laughs> Look at him with his it's little gonna beard. going to get shaved on March 21st. Do not shave it. No. You will never get any gigs. Got to do battle with somebody else in order to get win that battle. No, I'm... you need to leave that on. If you want to okay. be Father Christmas yes. for the New York parade. Then just be it all year long. Leave it yes. off. Okay. That's what we're saying. Now, it needs to grow a lot more. I mean, now it's kind of neatly trimmed. It's very neatly trimmed. 
We're moving on. on to global politics. It's more neatly trimmed than my beard, <laughs> if we're honest. We're going to take a break here. And when we come back, we're, we're going to bring on the, actually the reason why you're out here in, in Redlands. Oh, yes. And uh, yes. We're, we're supporting our, our most favorite candidate, Agnes Gibbon, in a run for Congress. So we're going to bring Agnes into the conversation and um, see where that goes. After this word from All Star Collision, the place to go when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All Star Collision. 951 279 9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock. On AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And we now have two people who exemplify that philosophy. Our guest, Katie Hopkins, we've already been talking to. And we're bringing on Agnes Gibney. Agnes Gibney is a candidate for Congress. She's a leader in the Redlands Tea Party Patriots. Her family fled socialist tyranny in Hungary. Her family then had to wait 13 years to immigrate to America legally. She got married to a police officer, Mark Gibney. They raised their family. And then her son, Ronald, was murdered by a previously deported illegal alien. And now Agnes, is her family is separated by six feet of dirt. And she's running now to try to make sure that doesn't happen to any more American families. And Katie's out to do a fundraiser for Agnes. That was on Thursday night. And Agnes, welcome to the conversation. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be with you guys. How are you? Very good. We're having fun. That's <laughs> such, w- that's the motto on the Unite IE radio show. I really appreciate the way that you have uh, advocated, Agnes, of course, for Ronald uh, throughout the year. And that's gotten you some very important attention. And you've been able to uh, illuminate and, and educate the rest of the country about this threat that exists and it's it's in the papers daily where illegal immigrants who are being sheltered by sanctuary policies are you know they it's like a revolving door in prison they go in for their crime they come out and then we've had situations just recently where they've committed crimes again the next week and so i just want to say appreciate your advocacy for for this, and it has led you to make a decision to run for Congress. Tell us what you um, tell us about why why you've made this decision to actually run. Well, you know, uh, my son's murder uh, was released from prison on November twenty second, and I got him immediately deported in the uh, sanctuary state of California. And uh, I am no family should have to endure the agony and the stress that I endured. The last uh, two weeks, particularly before he was released, ICE telling me that they would not, uh, they were not being notified of his impending release. And it was agonizing. I, I tell you, the last week was absolutely agonizing. And even when I got the call that he was uh, deported, he was released and deported. 
I, they couldn't tell me what time or what happened or how it happened. I know nothing. And I thought, this is insane. I'm the law-abiding citizen here. So I'm not only fighting for my son, Ronald, for his memory, but for the memory of all those they have lost, that have been victimized by criminal illegal aliens. We need to, uh, and I decided to run for office to bring some integrity uh, to the halls of Congress, to bring some honesty, because uh, like President Trump said, the swamp is in D.C., and I want to be able to help drain the swamp. I want to secure the border. Uh, I, I don't stand for sanctuary. I want to implement E-Verify, enforce immigration laws. I, I support veterans and law enforcement. I am for school choice, for pro-business, pro-jobs. I want to put American men and women first. And I want to protect, most of all, our freedom of speech and religion, our Second Amendment rights. And as you know, American citizens have been put second because illegal aliens have protection and we don't. And this has to stop. And you're running for Congress, but tell us what office and what cities that district covers. I'm running for California District Congress, uh, Congressional District 31, which uh, uh, encompasses parts of uh, Upland, Rancho Cucamonga, north of Fontana, Rialto, San Bernardino, Redlands, uh, uh, Loma Linda, Grand Terrace, and a little piece of Mentone, I believe. And I'm running against a Democrat who has done absolutely nothing, not much for our community. And most of all, I want to be the people's congresswoman where people feel comfortable coming to me with an issue. And if I can help, I will definitely work on it. If it's out of my, my, my scope of ability to do or uh, not a federal issue, I will at least see what I can do and not be ignored like I have been ignored and constituents have been ignored by uh, Pete Aguilar, who is the incumbent now, who I'm running against. There's probably no issue that best exemplifies the difference between the ruling class, both here in America and in Europe, and the ordinary people, and that is immigration. Across all of our country, America, UK, Europe, the people want less immigration, and they want to control who comes into their country. They want to preserve their culture, their heritage, and, and, their, and their, their countries themselves. But the ruling class, almost across the board, wants open borders and mass immigration to bring in people both for cheap labor and or the alternative people who will vote for the preferred candidates of the ruling class, and they care not one iota for, pe- for, the, for the people. They lost wages, lost jobs, and in your case, lost family members, all because the politicians refuse to enforce immigration laws. Correct. And this is exactly why I am running, because this has to stop. We need to put American citizens first. You know, um, what really gets me is when I became a U.S. citizen, as many of you don't know, we were stateless in the country. We legally immigrated here, but Hungary took our citizenship away when my parents escaped after the Soviet Union invaded Hungary. So we were stateless. United States is the only citizenship I have, and I take my oath of citizenship extremely seriously. I wish politicians would do the same, and they are not upholding our Constitution and the laws of United States. 
they should be removed from office, every each one of them, because we cannot afford to have non-patriotic and, and anti-American in office running Agnes, our country. I wanted to ask you something, and it was good to spend time with you on Thursday at your event, and it's clear that you have a lot of support. But what it is was the... awesome, thank you. Yeah, pleasure. What What is your feeling on the biggest challenge that you face? So as a candidate that's running... What's your biggest challenge? What is it that people can do to help you? Is that spreading your words? Is it spreading stuff about your campaign? What is the challenge you have with such a big area that you cover? Well, right now, my focus is donations. As you know, without donations, you you don't do much. Uh, He's starting off with quite a bit of money. Uh, So I need donations, I need support, I need people to share, I need people to let them know about me, what I'm running for. And thank you so much for the event on Thursday. I had a blast. It was so nice. Everyone had such a wonderful, wonderful time. It was absolutely amazing. I'm still on cloud nine. Thank you. If people want to donate, where do they go? Give us a website and how that happens. They can go to www.agnesgibbony.com, and there's a donate button. Button You can submit your email if you would like to help uh, Canvas and make phone calls, uh, the, all kinds of stuff. But Agnes, don't focusing on donation. Yes. Spell me, Gibbony. Uh, it, it's A-G-N-E-S. Agnes, yeah. And G-I-B-B as in boy, O-N-E-Y.com. So it's B-B-O-N-E-Y, Gibbony. Yes. Got it. And we are so pleased to have that you're part of our team and uh, that you found a, a family and a home with our group, the Redlands Tea Party Patriots. And we're pleased to uh, support you in your efforts even before you ran for Congress and now and in running for Congress to defeat Pete Aguilar, who believes in open borders and favors illegal immigration. And I don't suppose has Pete Aguilar or any Democrat politician ever talk to you and and about your loss and never express any comprehension that they understand that their policies are what led to your loss never i wrote to uh our governor asking him how should i protect my family from the uh illegal alien that's going to be soon uh released never got even an answer to my email and uh and greg Thank you so much for taking me under you guys' wing. And, Don, you guys have been such support for me. And I love my uh, Redlands Tea Party Patriot family. You guys have really uh, been there for me, and I truly appreciate And I'm going to make you guys all proud. We do. You already have, and we'll do whatever we can to support you. It's an uphill climb. I mean, there's no two ways about it, and that's why it's important that people include you. I mean, everybody's got an additional 25 or 50 bucks lying around. That's an easy thing. Everybody has a phone. They can make phone calls, and this really is a populist movement. If you want to unseat these Democrats uh, with their money, because ultimately they have an advantage, and it's called union money. They have union workers. They have people that will be paid to go canvas. So if people want to get serious about taking the republic back and supporting folks like Agnes who decide that this is how they want to serve their community and run, you got to get behind them. And this is the uh, this is the way you can do it. You know, small contributions, uh, make a monthly commitment to run because you're going to you're you, how many people are actually running in your in your uh, for this office for CD31. It's just you and Pete Aguilar, right? Just him and I, exactly. So you will move move through the primary into the general election is the point. 
Yes, exactly. And I, I tell you, I want to regain our Republican trust and faith that things can turn around, and I will be that person that will turn it around. But I can't do it alone. I need everybody's help to help me do this. I'm fighting for you. I'm not fighting for my son. He's already gone. There's nothing I can do for him. But I'm fighting for the country I love and respect and call home and for your freedom and my freedom and my grandchildren's freedom and my children. I think I think this is, you know, Agnes, as a, as a mom, you know, we can hear stories like yours about how you lose a child and none of us want to think about that because it's too horrible. But I think this is where you are something of a sort of uh, a call to action so that instead of people maybe feeling sympathetic for you or sorrowful for you, they can actually deliver on that and offer you something more than words. And that is to get out with some of your leaflets or to knock on some doors or to send an email sharing some of your stuff. I mean, this is really what you need from people, isn't it? It's it's not just that yeah. they support you. They you, There needs to be an action uh, in in order for us to really make a difference. Absolutely. And you know what? This is the time to push. This is the time to really work hard so we can uh, regain a house and uh, stand uh, for this country, uh, help our president. Look at what our president is going through on a daily basis. Mm. This is, uh, this is an, an embarrassment. This is an embarrassment. No president has ever gone through the, the witch hunt that this president, Donald Trump, has gone through. You may not like him. You may not like. But look at his policies. We have jobs. He has created millions of jobs. The economy is the best it's been in, in I don't know how many years, probably 30, 40, 50 years. He's doing tremendous things for this country. He is a patriot fighting for you and me, and he gets nothing but opposition. AgnesGibbony.com is where you can go to f- make donations to uh, sign up so that you can be part of the team helping to push this down the field. And Agnes, uh, thank you for joining us here on the Unite Inland Empire radio show. Really appreciate your dedication uh, to the cause. Katie, thank you for being the international traveler and making Southern California your second home. Of course. It's great to have you. And uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all, and tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite, i.e. Radio. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision, 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. Car Star, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that has accumulated in your bank account from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available, so if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. 
Calling to find out more details is free, so call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. AM 590, the answer.